Hello music enthusiasts, welcome to Sound Encounters, a music podcast where I explore new and classic releases, different genres, and your favorite artists and bands. I'm your host, Cesar Torres. Thank you for joining me today for this second installment of the Sound Encounters Encore Edition. Uh, last week, I called uh, these episodes reruns, and technically, yeah, they are. You know, airing a segment that I did in the past during this break that I am taking right now is technically technically called a rerun, but I decided to call it the Sound Encounters Encore Edition, or just Encore, and uh, because it suits the music theme, the music podcast theme, so we're doing a little rebranding a little reworking you'll see that the episode that i posted last week has now been changed to encore thought that'd be a cute little change but this is the first uh sound encounters i guess for 2021 happy new year because when i post this it'll be posted on january 1st 2021 so happy new year i hope you had a wonderful new year i hope you had a wonderful holiday just in general and I hope you are ready to listen to some more new music. But because it's the Encore Edition, we have to dig up an old episode, an old segment that I did this past couple months. And we're going to re-listen to it. And I know I asked for suggestions. I'm still looking for suggestions if you want to hear another uh, Encore Edition, if you want. Because uh, I, I feel like when I do this, I feel like I have to talk about how, I don't know, behind the scenes, I guess, of this particular episode or, or uh, you can get some other insight or I'll, I'll tell you some other insight to how I approach this episode or not. But yeah, send me your suggestions of what you want to hear. And yeah, I'll do like this little uh, little intro thing where I talk about, uh, you know, why I chose that segment to, or, or to do a segment on, on a specific genre, band or album, what have you. But last week, I think I said something along the lines of like, oh, yes, I already have a feeling of what I was going to do for this week. And I wanted to re-air the episode I did on Sweet Trip because since that episode, my numbers went up, uh, my followers on social media went up. Um, it was a very significant, I think it is the most popular episode of Sound Encounters to, to date. And I think that has to do with the fact that Robbie and Val from Sweet Trip shared my episode, shared my social media posts on their social media, on Instagram, on Twitter. And that was insane to me to to get that kind of recognition from people that I love, people that I look up to. And and not only that, I got a such a sweet message from Valerie basically thanking me for talking about them on the podcast and she you know she used words like we're so lucky and honored and i was just thinking like i am so lucky so honored to get this recognition from one of my favorite bands of all time you know despite how shitty 2020 was that was definitely a shining moment for me i still smile when i think about it i tell that story a lot um I even I think I screenshotted the message too, but yeah, the, the, this episode where I talk about Sweet Trip was such a significant episode in sound in the Sound Encounters uh, history. And with news of a new Sweet Trip album in 2021, you know, I was just thinking, why not just start the new year with Sweet Trip? Because not only are they amazing people, 
they make such incredible music, music that sticks with you on an emotional level. And I think I talk about that during the segment, during the A Guide to Sweet Trip segment. But I feel like anyone can listen to Sweet Trip and, and at least get something out of their music. What if wh- whether it's their, you know, shoegaze stuff, their dance and electronic stuff, or their dream indie pop stuff. You know, I I truly believe there is something for everyone when listening to Sweet Trip. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna play the Guide to Sweet Trip segment that I did a couple months ago. I hope you enjoy it and please. For the love of God, listen to some Sweet Trip. I would talk more about it, but I feel like Past Caesar has more to say about Sweet Trip and can say it better. So here it is, the encore edition of A Guide to Sweet Trip. Welcome back to Sound Encounters. Before the break, I promised I was going to talk about Sweet Trip, and it's been a while since I've done one of these artist breakdowns, talking about their discography, talking about their history. Uh, and the last two times I did that was with Animal Collective, and they had a pretty huge discography, so I kind of made my own order of of how to listen to their discography. While with Radiohead, I went in order, and they had a pretty sizable discography as well. But for this guide... Because Sweet Trip has only released a small amount of music, I will go in order, and then later on, I will offer an alternative listening guide to Sweet Trip. And I really wanted to do this guide because with two of their most popular records being sold on vinyl and news of a new project coming out soon, I thought it was very appropriate to talk about them. So who is Sweet Trip? Sweet Trip is an experimental electronic and shoegaze band from San Francisco, California. They experiment with different genres and styles that uh, it makes it hard to pinpoint an exact genre or label for them. As you'll hear, they've delved into IDM, ambient, and techno, and also dream pop and shoegaze. The band formed around 1995 when producer and songwriter Robbie Burgos, along with bassist and drummer Viet Lee, met singer, guitarist, and synth player Valerie Cooper. Between 1995 and 1998, they played shows and started to write songs and just started being the band. In 97, Sweet Trip opened for Ambient Jungle producer Junior Varsity KM, who was working on releasing his first project through Darla Records. Junior Varsity must have introduced Sweet Trip to Darla, because before the band knew it, they were working on their debut album after impressing the record label with a demo tape. In 1999, they released their first full-length album, Halika, on Darla Records. So let's talk about Halika. While listening to this very dreamy and atmospheric IDM ambient shoegaze album, it becomes very clear who Sweet Trip's inspirations are. The distorted, reverbed guitars and faded vocals of Starlife is very clearly My Bloody Valentine inspired. The dreamy guitar chord progression of Traces reminded me of a specific slow dive song, The uh, Sad Men, off of their 1991 debut. And the way that Paul slayers the reverb and delayed synths, the crunchy and metallic drum beat, vocals, and effects, and then adds and take away these elements throughout the song is akin to an Aphex Twin song. So as a huge fan of these artists and bands, it was very easy to get into this album, but I will admit it isn't as captivating as what was to come. That being said, there are still many things I enjoy about this record. 
The fact that the band was able to make Halica, an album that juggled characteristics of electronic and shoegaze music without it feeling jarring or disjointed, is a feat in and of itself. Sure, I could talk about how the structure of Pulse takes notes from Aphex Twin, but a lot of electronic artists around that time and even today were trying to replicate Richard D. James's style. What makes Pulse so special is that it's able to hold its own and not feel stale or boring despite its 10-minute runtime. Adding the vocals, percussion, and effects against the, the very chill wave instrumental makes it much more of a dynamic listen. And let's talk about that ambient pad for a second, because while it's very relaxing, it also sounds a bit eerie at times. Mix that together with the bubbly effects and the vocals that echo out into the ether, and you got a song that contrasts moods without it feeling jarring or gimmicky. Then we get a taste of what's to come with Follow Me and Come To Me, as they are both dream pop and Indietronica tunes. Follow Me is the first time on the record that Robbie and Val actually sing instead of mumbling or making unintelligible mouth sounds. And I say singing, but they are just repeating the same line over and over again. You know that, come to me. But their airy vocals play well against the reverberated guitars and the atmospheric synth lines and delays. It makes for a very soothing and psychedelic tune. Come To Me has a very surprising start as it begins with gentle acoustic guitar strumming and Robbie's soft vocals bringing out the band's folktronica and dream pop side out. But that song evolves at a fast-paced speed as a breakbeat drum rhythm comes in, but then it settles down again as an ethereal ambient pad and Robbie and Valerie's lulling humming comes in. Shows that sometimes the band doesn't like to be restricted and wants to create these shifting and evolving tracks that play with mood and tempo. But the band's genius shines through on the first cut on this album, Fish, an 11-minute blissfully beautiful track that constantly progresses throughout its runtime. It starts as a spaced-out and atmospheric ambient piece, then shifts to an ethereal pop song with Val's elegant vocals, reverb guitars, and a bit of a rough drum beat. Then it's stripped back with the song focusing on the dreamy guitars and the drum beat, both the guitar and the drum fading in and out into the empty space. Robbie also jumps on the track about midway through the runtime as he's joined by Val and these soaring guitars that launch you into the stratosphere. Such a surreal listening experience, it showcased the band's creativity and talent early on, and it's such a fantastic song that Darla featured this song on the Best of the Bliss Out compilation album, and the band went on to release a remix album later that year with four different versions of Fish, including one from their buddy Junior Varsity. A little over a year later, the band followed Halica by releasing the four-track EP, Allura. While this project is overlooked by fans, as it has the lowest score of all their projects on RateYourMusic.com, and that's what I'm going off of, this one helped define their sound for the projects to come. Allura is a bit more dance-oriented, as it clearly takes inspiration from house and techno. In a 2019 interview with Oddball Frequency on YouTube, Robbie stated that he was going in a rave direction with this project, hoping that DJs would play these songs at clubs and raves. While I don't think these songs are suited for the club and rave scenes, I do think the band does interesting stuff with the house and techno sounds. For example, the opening track Allura has these ominous swirling synths that probably wouldn't be rave friendly, but the beat at least resembles a house type beat. There's also these noodling synth loops and a We Love You sampled repeatedly. I could see this playing at a low-key rave, but not anything that, you know, we're used to. Cernesia also has this throbbing drum beat and actually sounds more house than Allura. 
as a great build-up and progression as the breakdown focuses on these lush and funky synths before bringing back the danceable rhythm. This is probably by far the raviest song on the EP. Then we have a song like Palomar, Your Shadow is the Yellow Sun, and it sounds more melodic than anything as it focuses on this cheery, upbeat synth sequence and a skittering drum rhythm, and then it sounds like it's a drill and bass inspired song now, especially when the rhythm gets a bit crazy at times. It also ends with a mellowed out ambient section. So do I think this song is really of a rave? Hell no, but it is a fun and enjoyable IDM ambient and house song. Then we get to the final track, Kate, which is far removed from the danceable rave stuff on the rest of the EP. This final track is dreamier than anything, which makes sense given this was a track that was cut from Halika, but it's still a nice closer to the EP. The Sweet Trip lineup altered following the release of Allura. Bassist Aaron Porter joined the band in 1998, and Lee left in 2000. In the same year, drummer Rob Oitingo came aboard, and they began working on their next project, Four years after the release of Allura, the band released their second full-length album, Velocity Design Comfort. This album really shows off their progression. While they wore their inspirations on their sleeves on Halika and replicated the techno scenes in Allura, VDC is their first album that is 100% Sweet Trip. This sprawling and dense masterpiece is 73 minutes long, and every time I put it on, it never fails to impress me. This was my first Sweet Trip album, and it's probably their most well-known album. I knew this album was special when I pressed play for the first time and was greeted by the glitchy and energetic Tekka, thinking it was only an IDM album, and then was surprised when the song was followed by the very poppy and shoegazy disco. This is their third project and their second full-length album, and so far none of them have sounded exactly the same. Velocity Design Comfort combines shoegaze, dream pop, and IDM much like Halika, but has wild and unpredictable glitchy sections throughout the album. This sounds like it was the natural progression following Halika, adding more electronic elements and experimenting with glitch pop. And the band is actually writing songs now, and Rob and Val are singing. Disco was an instant favorite for me, one for completely averting my expectations for the album that was set up on Tekka, but because it's a fun and catchy dream pop and shoegaze song. I mean, honestly, you can tell Rob and Val were having fun with this track. Listen to that catchy and charming vocal melody and tell me that doesn't make you smile and want to sing along. On top of that, we hear roaring, distorted guitars and this funky, dirty synth melody. It's so catchy and fun. Probably the most accessible song on the album. A strong recommendation for me if you're trying to get into the band and you want a song that captures the essence of Sweet Trip. One last thing, it's very clear from these two tracks alone that Sweet Trip has finally found their sound. I don't listen to techno or disco and think, oh yeah, this sounds like Aphex or My Bloody Valentine. No, again, this is 100% pure Sweet Trip. The next three tracks follow a trend that's vital to the album's narrative. Velocity, Fruit, Cake, and Cookies, and Sept begin with glitchy electronic computer sounds or just incoherent messes of sound. The first 50 seconds of velocity sound like a computer struggling to reboot before this calming ambience plays in the distance. Even then we hear more of that computer glitch throughout the track. It doesn't really settle down until Valerie and Robbie appear on the track. Fruitcake and Cookies has a similar cacophony of glitches before the vocals come in, and Sept has these harsh frequencies at the beginning. But how does this relate to the record's story? Well, VDC is the story of a robot and a human trying to make music together. 
As a result, the songs are a bit all over the place as the robot tries to construct melodies with electronics and glitches with its own understanding of songwriting, and the human adds their knowledge and and instruments like the guitar and adds human vocals, adds a human element. And that's why Tekka begins with that glitchy mess and Disco has the female and male vocals. The three songs that follow begin with glitchy messes, and you get the idea. I've seen a lot of criticism directed towards this album because it's all over the place and it doesn't have a definitive sonic element to it, but honestly, it made me love the album much more, especially when I realized what the narrative of the album was. This album is packed full of ideas, which could be a damaging thing, especially if the artist or band can't make all the ideas flow together in a way that works. But the genius of Rob and Valerie is that they make it work. It never feels disorganized or jumbled. All of the songs here hold their own, and we get little masterpieces worked into this larger masterpiece. Now, that's the second time I used that word, but but that's exactly what this album is. It's a masterpiece. Robbie himself has said that he thinks the album should be about 15 to 20 minutes shorter, and I disagree with him because I think taking out anything ruins the experience of this album. It needs little oddities and glitches so that it can work as a whole entity. Someone might look at the gentle and quietness of fruitcake and cookies and be completely stunned as halfway through the album it becomes a loud and soaring shoegaze song and then think it's a messy song because of its sudden transition. I still think it's a bit jarring, but that's the point, especially with the album's narrative. The robot probably thought the song was going for far too long and decided it was a good time for a breakdown, hence the breakdown baby part you can hear. As the album comes to a close, we are greeted with some of its best material as the robot and human come to a mutual understanding of their songwriting processes and abilities. Chocolate Matter starts with only a couple seconds of glitching before it erupts into this noisy, catchy shoegaze song. To all the dancers of the world, a round form of fantasy is a gentle and loving dream pop song with glitches, guitars, drums, vocal manipulation, all working together to create one of the record's most beautiful songs. And Design 2-3 is the perfect closing track as it incorporates everything we've heard so far, summing up the record perfectly, noisy guitars, glitches, dreamy ambient sections, and Robin Val's soft vocals. This section has been going on for, for a while, and, and there's so much more I want to cover, like the 10-minute International, as it is a beautifully melancholic track, the groovy Design 1, and, and what I think is a fairly underrated track, Dedicated. So much beauty in this record, it's always an absolute joy to return to this one, and this is definitely Sweet Trip's first immense achievement and we're not even done yet because after six years of radio silence sweet trip released their third full-length lp in 2009 you will never know why yet again the band switched up their sound this time leaning heavily to the indie and dream pop sound now there's more of an emphasis on singing with standard chord progressions that make up pop and rock songs and less of a focus on the ambient and glitchy sections This is evident on air supply, with the synths and drums acting as the rhythm and the distorted guitar and the vocals acting as the melodies. And now there's lyrics. Yeah, VDC had songs with lyrics like Disco or Chocolate Matter, but now You Will Never Know Why is packed with these indie pop ballads. And most of these songs tend to be bittersweet thanks to the lyrics. The band has a natural talent for creating these lovesick and downright depressing love songs. One of my favorites has to be Darkness because it's a bit deceiving. The synths are very colorful, Robin Vell's vocals are very upbeat, they end up doing that da-da-da thing that I usually hate but I can't help but find it so endearing here. 
So yeah, we have this cheery, upbeat mood for a song called Darkness. And yet the lyrics refer to how love turns to sand and debris. And it ends with Robbie and Val singing, I will never fall in love again repeatedly. So as you're singing along because the melodies are catchy, you can cry as well because the lyrics are just hurting your soul. One of my favorite songs off of this album, Your World Is Entirely Complete, is heart-wrenching for me. And not because it's their saddest song, but because it's so encouraging and sweet and the drums, guitars, and the vocals all crescendo into this grand emotional finale and I can't stop myself from listening to this song because it's just so reassuring. The song is like crack and it resonates with me on an emotional level. There's still some elements of electronica and glitches here and there. The closing track, Female Lover, is an IDM bop and I was surprised to learn that Air Supply, Acting, and Milk were all written around the same time the VDC songs were. And speaking of Milk, that song is an emotional ride. I think Valerie's performance here is key because she comes across as dejected in this song. And when that combines with the heartbreaking lyrics of watching someone drift away and the swelling melancholic strings in the background, it's just one of their best songs that they've ever written. Absolutely beautiful. You Will Never Know Why is another masterpiece and it didn't have to be this intricate IDM shoegaze album. This has to be the best dream and indie pop album I've heard. They've mastered this genre and created some of the catchiest, sweetest, and saddest indie pop music I've ever heard. And with You Will Never Know Why, that concludes the official Sweet Trip releases. Along with Velocity Design Comfort and I think Halica, You Will Never Know Why will be receiving official vinyl releases. And that news, along with news of new Sweet Trip material, inspired me, of course, to talk about this hidden gem of a band. Robbie has been releasing unreleased material on the internet throughout the 2010s, most notably the song Things to Ponder While Finding, which you can find on YouTube. And recently, Darla released a previously unreleased Sweet Trip song through their Little Darla Has a Treat For You series. That song is called In Sound We Found Each Other, and it's immaculate. It has a mix of acoustic instrumentation, glitches, and reverb vocals, and it made me so happy for new material. And you better believe I'm going to cover this next Sweet Trip album whenever it comes out. Now that we're done talking about the main releases, I want to break down my listening order of how you should go about listening to these four projects. First, I think you should listen to Velocity Design Comfort from 2003, because it is a perfect blend of IDM and shoegaze and dream pop. Honestly, it was my first Sweet Trip album, and there really is no better introduction into the band than this record. If you ended up liking a lot of Valerie and Rob's vocals, and you preferred the shoegazy textures of the guitars, then I would recommend listening to You Will Never Know Why right after Velocity Design Comfort, as again, it primarily focuses on those dream and indie pop bangers and ballads. But if you're more interested in the IDM and Electronica side, then maybe Allura would be the next best album to listen to after Velocity Design Comfort. And if you prefer the shoegaze and IDM aspects of Velocity Design Comfort and don't really care about the dream and indie pop stuff, then I would suggest just listening to Halika right after Velocity Design Comfort. This has been my guide to Sweet Trip. I hope that I introduced you to your next favorite band because I, I love this band so much and I'm, I'm really just eager for this next Sweet Trip album. If you've listened to all these projects, please let me know which one is your favorite one. You could either uh, send me a, a tweet on, on twitter.com forward slash sound encounters at sound encounters, I should say. 
send me a tweet. I would love to, to hear which is your favorite Sweet Trip album, or you could just shoot me a message on anchor.fm forward slash sound encounters and you will be featured on the show. But please let me know what's your favorite Sweet Trip album? What's your favorite Sweet Trip song? Do you prefer the, the electronic side or do you prefer the, the shoegaze and dream pop side? I'd love to continue this Sweet Trip conversation. All right, so that does it for this encore edition of Sound Encounters. Do yourselves a favor. If you love Sweet Trip, follow them on Instagram and Twitter. R. Burgos Navas and Valley Coop on Twitter and Instagram. They are such sweet people, such sweet, sweet individuals that make phenomenal music. And I think that for, for this year, I'm really hoping that I get my hands on Velocity Design Comfort, Halica, and You Will Never Know Why on final. And, you know, I'm just really looking forward to that new Sweet Trip album. I think we're getting the single in about two months, or next month, I should say. Uh, so we have that to look forward to, too. And I'm pretty sure, I have a feeling that I'll be talking about Sweet Trip more later on this year, especially with that new album coming out. But yes, give them a follow on Twitter and Instagram, and also give me a follow at Sound Encounters, both on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know what you think of the show on either platform, or send me a voice message on anchor.fm forward slash Sound Encounters or soundencounters.com. There's a link in the description to take you where you need to go, and you could also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be greatly appreciated. You know, I'm still taking suggestions of what you guys want to hear for the Encore Edition uh, I think I'm thinking I have one or two more planned for the Encore Edition, and then we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming. But that's it. This has been Sound Encounters, and I've been Cesar Torres, and I'll see you next week.